Amen. But he says, so Jesus answered and said, shortly I say to you, there is no one. Please say the word no one. No one. There's no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake, for my sake, for my sake, and the gospel who shall not receive how many folds? How many folds? How many folds? Good. A hundred folds. When? Now, in this time. In this time. This very time. The will of God is this time. This time. Notice what he gives back. Everything that you gave, he gives back to you. How many folds? How many folds? A hundred folds. A hundred folds. Houses, brothers, sisters, mother, children, and lands. Uh, with persecution. I didn't want to say that too loud. <laughs> okay. With persecution. And in the age to come, eternal life. So there is a life to live here, and there is a life to live there. And what God's saying, my people are not believing me for a hundredfold. They just hope. They just hope he'll come. It don't matter what he comes. Some people even say, I don't care whether God gives it to me or not. That's not what he said. Your words contradict his. He didn't say that you should say, well, I don't care. No, he didn't say that. No one, no one who gives anything for the kingdom that will not receive it back a hundredfold. So I'm going to be looking for my hundredfold. Every time you do something for God, whatever you've given, if it's time, God gives it back to you a hundredfold. If it's money, God, don't tell me, well, God's going to give you apples. You gave money. House for house. Hello? What you gave is what he's going to give back to us. How many believe God means what he says? And says what he means. He's not confused. He knows what he's saying. And he means exactly what he's saying. Their problem, your problem, my problem, we're not believing him enough to act on what he says. We have to act without fear. And I believe that God's going to bless our, our church with great finances. God's blessing this church with great finances. God's going to bless you so much. And the message that I'm bringing to you is to help you to be willing. Sometimes we are not willing. And I'm going to share with you why we need this at this time. God's going to be doing it. I don't need you trying to figure out how God's going to do it. That's not your business. That's his business. All he needs from you and I is for us to be willing. And the message is going to help us to be willing. And when we are willing, God's going to do according to his word. He watches over his word to perform it. If you believe it, God will perform it. And so the word of God is supposed to bring us faith 
in the word so that we trust God and we refuse to doubt. We rebuke doubt and we stand with the word of God. And as his eyes go to and fro, they are to see those who are trusting in him and standing on his word. He confirms his word. And that's what God's going to do at the Ark Fellowship. Can I hear an amen? God's going to do this for us. God's going to do this for us. Those of you that are willing, if you are willing and obedient, God will give you the goods of the land. God's going to do it for us, and we believe that. Now, stand up with me. Some of the things that we say, uh, this is not Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. This is a different thing, but I want you to say this a minute from from your heart. Give me, Mark, put it up, our decoration. You get it, Teresa? Okay. Say with me. I love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. The the, uh, reference is given to you. Then go with me. Therefore, I have made free from sin, from the power of sickness and disease, from the power of poverty, and from the power of death. Can we say that again? I love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. Therefore, I have been made free from the power of sin, from the power of sickness and disease, from the power of poverty, and from the power of death. Amen. So shall it be. So shall it be. Let me say this to you. Your words are a seed for your future. The words that you speak are seed for your future. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. What you say today is what you reap tomorrow. So we're going to be reaping what we have served. When you say from your mouth, the Lord is your God, guess what, what God becomes to you? He stands as your God because he cannot deny his word. Amen? So that's what we're saying. Say with me the next declaration this morning. I love the Lord my God. Hello. Therefore, my descendants will be mighty on earth. And my generation will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in my house. And my righteousness in Christ endures forever. Amen and amen. Can we put our hands together? It's, it's wonderful. It is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our sight. It is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our sight. Before the, the, uh, Jesus went to the garden to pray, Psalm 118, is, if, if, uh, Psalm 118, verse 25, he says, Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Send now prosperity. Psalm 118, Verse 25. Send now prosperity. So, Isaiah 50, verse 4. We're going to say it 
and then we sit down. We'll be saying a lot today. You didn't know that church was like this. <laughs> it's fun. Save now, I pray, O oh Lord. I pray, send now, prosper. We need it now. Can I hear an amen? amen? You didn't know you'll be standing this long in church this morning. We're all preaching together. Oh, yes. Send now. When God saves, the next thing, and I'm going to show you from the Word of God today, the next thing is prosperity. And there is a reason for that. We need to believe God. Let the Word transform our minds. And let God do this for us. By His hand, His powerful hand. And I'm saying for all of us at the Ark Fellowship, please be ready. If all of us will agree that we will participate in this end time harvest, God will bring into our lives miracle money. He will. The problem is, are you willing? Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. We're not talking about what you already have. I'm going to come to that. Your salary and what you make cannot fund the end time harvest. It's got to be by a miracle. And God's going to do it. Isaiah 50 verse 4 and 5. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season. To him who is weary, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. That's very important. Please be seated. Very important. So we don't turn away from the truth. The truth can never become irrelevant. You can't change the truth. The truth never gets old. The truth is always the truth. In Proverbs chapter 13 verse 22, it says, And a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. But, say with me, but. You didn't know you'd be preaching with me this morning, right? <laughs> You'll be saying a lot. A good man will leave an inheritance for his children's children. But, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. Why is God doing this? Why is this in the scripture? Is God laying up the, the, the wealth of the sinner, taking it from the sinner and laying it up for us just to, to look at and say, how nice. Wonderful. Why is he doing this? Why is he able to do this? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So everything belongs to God. And we said last Sunday, the way God does it is by transfer. By transfer. God does it through transfer. We saw that in the life of Abraham. I'm going briefly. 
into what we spoke. Abraham went into Egypt. He had nothing much. He left his home, left everything. He went into Egypt, Genesis chapter 12. When he came out of Egypt, he was already rich. He had silver, he had gold, he had camels, he had, he had uh, employees. God blessed him. They gave him employees right there in Egypt. And we talked about Jacob going in into, to be with Laban. He walked. So uh, sweat does not always equal wealth. Hard work does not always equal wealth. Yes, it would. It's got to be by God's favor. And everyone is a candidate if we can believe God and trust God. Jacob went and he says, look, I've been laboring for this many years and I've got nothing to show for it. And then God gave him a vision and transferred all the wealth of Laban over to Jacob. And Jacob became a wealthy man and stayed wealthy until the day he died. He was wealthy. There was famine. It wasn't that they didn't have money. <laughs> he had money to buy food. He said to his children, I'll give you double, but take it back to Joseph. He didn't know it was Joseph, but God still blessed him. Turned over the wealth of Egypt over to the children of Israel. While they lived in the land, he gave them the best part of the land to live in. That's the God that we serve. So it's by transfer. And Canaan also. I'm sending you into the land of Canaan. It's a land that's flowing with milk and honey. I allow these people to stay there. There is a time factor here. There's always a time. And when the time came, God transferred everything they had, all the nice grapes and everything in the land, drove them out, transferred everything to his children. A land flowing with milk and honey. And the Bible says, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me read the scripture to you, Isaiah, uh, Psalm 45, verse 11 and 12. It says, So the king will greatly desire your beauty. Who is the king? The, Jesus Christ, the king, will greatly desire your beauty. So the Lord Jesus Christ wants your life to be beautified. He greatly desires it. The king, so the king will greatly desire your beauty. God wants that. He gave them beauty for ashes. The desire of Jesus is to beautify your life. The king, that's the Lord Jesus, will greatly desire your beauty. Because he is your Lord. Worship him. How is he going to beautify you? Look at verse 12. And the daughter of Tyre will come with a gift. The daughter of Tyre, that's a different sinner, okay? Put it down. Will come to you with a gift as you worship God. And it says, the rich among the people will seek your favor. Would you say with me, transfer? Yes, transfer. He comes with a gift to beautify your life. Read verse uh, 13 after that. For 13 and 14, you can read that on, on your own. You'll see what God wants to beautify his child. He transfers. 
that's transfer. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 23. This is what the scripture says. Kings shall be your foster father. Who will be your foster fathers? Kings shall be your, everyone say with me, transfer. That's what, kings shall be your foster fathers. If you are a son, he takes care of you, right? He's a king. Not the king of kings, but kings on earth will be your foster fathers and their queen, your nursing mother. They shall bow to, bow to you with their faces to the earth. This is what God's saying. And lick up the dust of your feet. That's everything that's causing you shame. They, they have been commanded to bow down. Everyone say with me, transfer. To take the dust off you so that your life is beautified. That's scripture. This is scripture. This is the word of God. Let God be true and every man a liar. Uh, my job, I'll share these things. No fear. I don't care if anyone gets offended, but it's the truth. See it there for yourself. And then position yourself for the transfer. For God to bring this thing to you. God's going to do it. Position yourself. And we're going to talk about how we can position ourselves. My job, what I'm supposed to do as well. All of it. No holding back. But if you are truly taken by the word of God. Remember what it says in, in Psalm 112. It says, who greatly love the word of God. Who greatly delights in your commandments, wealth will be in your home. So we want to be into God's word and what he's saying. They will lick up the dust off your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord. For they shall not be ashamed. Say with me, transfer. They shall not be ashamed who wait for me. God's going to take all of that off. They shall not be ashamed. So why the transfer? When God took the children of Israel from Egypt, we need to understand what's going on here so we can see. The Bible says the Old Testament is a shadow of good things to come. It's a shadow. Sometimes, if you can't recognize the real thing, maybe we need to look back to the shadow a little bit. Okay? Because you need to see the way God does this thing. This is a pattern. He never changes his way of doing things. He's called the way of the Lord. He does it the same way. And once you have discovered the way of the Lord, then God begins to channel. You become a channel for him to, to furnish the world with his wealth. Through you, you become a channel. Amen. It's quiet in here. That means you are really listening. <laughs> but this is good. I am excited because of what God has my prayer. Praying for the Ark Fellowship and every member. Please don't look to your resources. Don't look within. Look up to him. Amen. Unless the Lord builds the house, you can do it. It's going to be by faith. 
by trusting him. And God will transform everything. Why the transfer? We go back when God brought them out of Egypt. Psalm 105, verse 37. He said he brought them also, he brought them out also with silver and gold. And there was no one that was feeble among all his tribes. No one was sick. He healed them, but he brought them also out with silver and gold. Taking them out of Egypt was their salvation. Out of sin, that's bondage in Egypt, that was their sin. Pharaoh was the type of Satan. And God was saying, let my people go. And you know that they had the blood, right? Just like the cross. The, the lintel and the doorpost of the house. They had all of that. And when I see the blood, oh, that was their salvation. They had their communion. The last supper, if you will have it, the Passover. And then God saved them. And they left the land. But then when they left the land, God loaded them up with silver and gold. Why? Why? So after you got saved, God blesses you. And it's a reason why he's doing it. That's what we want to see from the Word of God. Because God does His things in patterns. That's the way He does it. It's called the way of the Lord. And once we understand the way of the Lord and you receive revelation, by the obedience of faith, you begin to receive by God. Not just obedience, obedience of faith. You receive from the Lord. Obedience of faith meaning you don't know how this is going to work, but you're stepping out of the boat to walk on water. You're not sure, to, but you're saying, God, I believe, but you're saying also, help my own belief. But I'm going to try this. I'm going to walk on water. That's the, the point again. Why was it? Reading Exodus chapter 25, verse 1 through 4, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This is important. Speak to the children of Israel. They just left. And God loaded them up with gold. They thought it was for themselves, you know, whatever. They had all of it. He says, speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. God wants it to be an offering. From everyone who gives it willingly. That's very important. You bring it to God willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering. And it is the offering which you shall take. And and this is the offering which you shall take from them. Gold, silver, and bronze. Where did they get the gold? From Egypt. Where did they get the silver? When God transferred the wealth from Egypt to the children of Israel. And now God's saying, I gave that to you because I need it. To fund the services of God. To fund the services of God. And so you read in verse 8, it says, And let them make me a sanctuary. Whenever we go out preaching the gospel, we are creating new temples for the Holy Spirit to live in. Whenever they become children of God, we are creating new tabernacles for the Holy Spirit to live in. God says, take all of that and build me a sanctuary. And what, what does he say? That I may dwell among them. He told them, go and worship. He gave them all of that. Now it's time to worship. You are enriched so that you can support the ministry for worship. Amen. 
The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. I want to give you something else more so you can understand this. Okay? Now, every time you hear the word rain, it says in your heart, showers of blessing. I love this. Come on. Rain. That's what it is. Rain represents showers of blessing. Joel uh, chapter 2 is a chapter that both Pentecostals and uh, Charismatics really love. Hello. We love Joel, uh, Joel chapter 2. Wow. We always preach from that. But I want to show you something from Joel chapter 2 that's very important in line with this message. Amen. And may God give you great understanding because you will know where, where I'm coming from. And may God open your eyes. Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. If you can understand, so be it. Then God can confirm his word. Look at what he says in Joel. Be glad then, from verse 23. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. So you said you, be glad. Your children of Zion. Zion is the church. Amen. Zion is the church. Be glad, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain. Say the word, showers of blessing. He has given you the former rain, how? Faithfully. Faithfully. And he will cause the showers of blessing to come down for you. For who? For you. The former rain, former showers of blessing, and the latter rain in the first month. In the first month. And then it tells you the result. The threshing floors will be full of wheat. And the vats shall, when you hear the word full of wheat, yell the word plenty. That's what it means. You will have plenty. When the rain comes, we got plenty. I'm not going by what I see. I go by what the Word of God says. And God will confirm His Word with signs following. He says, the threshing floor, after the showers of blessings come, the threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vast shall overflow with new wine and oil. Yell the word, overflow. Plenty and Overflow. I mean, tell me who doesn't want overflow. I'll be praying for you and fasting for you. You have a problem. Everyone likes plenty and overflow. So there is an overflow of new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts has eaten. Before you came, everything they did to you in Egypt when you had nothing. It's not locusts eating your money. If I see a locust eating a copper coin, I'll be shocked. That's not what he's talking about. That's the enemy drawing from you. What the locust has eaten, all kinds of difficulties is coming to your life, sickness, whatever it is that's been stealing from you. God says, all of those things I'm going to restore to you. I'm going to restore when the overflow comes, when the plenty comes. God's going to do that. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, whatever they do, chewing or crawling, God says, I'm going to restore them back to you. 
And then it says, My great army which I sent among you, you shall eat in what? Plenty. You shall eat in what? Plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord. Why won't you praise the Lord, the name of the Lord when you're full? Amen. When you have plenty, it's easy to praise God. Amen. God said, that's what you're going to do. You will praise Him. You will know that I'm the Lord, the God, the God of Israel. Notice what it says. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. We're back to this word shame. Taking the dust off your feet, they lick them up so that you never suffer shame. I've got to believe God for this. Can I hear an amen? Then you shall know that I am in the midst of the church. I am the Lord your God, and there is none other. My people, he says it again, shall never, never. Notice what he brought to take shame away from them. Overflow. Plenty. Amen? Take away shame from them. That's why Pentecostals love this. Amen. (laughs) Notice something. Now they got plenty. Notice what it says in verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterwards. Afterwards? After all the blessings that he will pour his spirit. Can you see the progression here? After he's blessed them, now his spirit work, now it's time to build the sanctuary, now it's time to witness, now it's time to make new. That's what it is. God does this work the same way all the time. Afterwards, he will pour his spirit. After he's blessed them, now they can draw from what he's giving to them to fund the gospel, to go all over the world. Preaching the gospel. It takes money to preach. After this. So what we're saying. The Ark Fellowship. We have a great work to do. And God. If you, will, if you are willing. And I'm not talking about just your job. We're going to come. This is going to be a long series. Amen. We're not talking about your job. But we're going to share from the word of God. If you are willing. God will begin to do it. I know what I feel like God has shared with me in my heart what my role is supposed to be, what I'm supposed to do. And I will do by the grace of God. But we will never have want in this church anymore. You get ready. Get ready. God's going to do it for us. God's going to do it. If you are willing, if you are willing, if you are willing, it says, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, that's when they prophesy. They see vision. You know that from Acts chapter 2, the gospel going out. But this is what went on before the gospel was supposed to go out. Amen? God wants to do that for us. So it's not about you. That's all I'm trying to say. The wealth being taken from the sinner and put 
aside for the righteous. It's not about just you buying nice cars and all of that. Yes, you can have all of those, but it's really to fund the gospel. It's to fund the gospel of our Lord Jesus. And if you're willing, God is going to do that. I'm going to end with this scripture today, Zechariah, just to make my point that this is what God wants. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17. He says, again proclaim, again proclaim, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, my cities shall yet shall again spread out through what? Hello? In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. But if God's people are not willing, how is he going to do this? And if you are trying to think in your head, how is God going to do this? Well, I'm ready. That's not your business. Your business is to believe the word. And do what the word says. And see what God's going to do. God's not looking to your past. God has a future for you. Forgetting the things that are behind, we press forward. As we receive revelation from the word of God. And we lash on to that revelation. And we act on that revelation. God confirms his word. And that's where we are going with this. This is very deliberate. But I'm praying that this whole church as a body, all of us will be willing. And let's see what God will do for us. Then we'll have a testimony. We've talked about healing. God has shown us. God has confirmed his word. We've seen healing. Well, it's the same God. He can do it in this. He's the same supernatural God. He'll do the same thing in this area. If we would trust him and believe him, get ready, change the way you think, and let me change the way I think concerning our church, because I'm telling you, God's going to do this for us. We're going to be having people come in. You know, I want the culture of our church to change. And we'll come into that. This is how we'll process it. You know, this day, I was thinking in my head. I don't know how this came in, but I was thinking. I want somebody to come to church with two $50 bills. And he's thinking, I got this brother. He, he has some needs. I'm going to take care of him. So he goes to that fellow, and he gives him, whoever he is, he gives him $100 to take care of him. And his brother says, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. That's wonderful. I really need this. But he still he stands there and he's thinking, hmm, the other brother, he has a greater need than I have. And the other, God just gave me 50 yesterday. This is 150. Well, I don't need the 100. I'll give him the 50. And he goes and he gives the other person the 50. And before long... The other brother says, God bless me, you don't, you just didn't know this. Last night, I got my breakthrough word. So, before he, we leave, that $50 that came in, he's gone through several hands in the church, and one person alone is taking it home. <laughs> Can you imagine, as in my, I was thinking this, you meditate, meditate on it. I was thinking how heaven would think, watching what's going on in the house of God. And God's hands will become open. And then God says, I will open to you my good treasure. Amen? I will open to you my good treasure. And he'll begin to pour. These are some of the processes that we need to get to. We're not there yet. But please bear with me. We're going to get there by the grace of God. And trust God with me. Because God's going to do a marvelous work in us. We can look at people that have good jobs. And we want to think, well, God's going to do it through them. 
But I'm, I'm going to say to you right now, the way the Lord's ministered to me, if I ask, we have a need, and I need $40,000. I mean, if we will write the check without having, without having a troubled sleep tonight. If you can't do that, we need this message. Amen? Because there are children of God all around the world that are not holding back. They know it's God's word. That's okay, Pastor. We're doing this. I'm going to give towards that. That's the culture I want to see at the ark. Amen? And the Bible says, when you think it, you do it. God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or even think. God's able to do that for us. And so we got to trust God. And it's going to be by a miracle, supernatural provision for our church and for every individual that's in our church. Bow your heads with me today. We'll continue with this message next time. The much I want to share from with our church so that God will bring his blessing on us. God will bring his blessing on us. God will bring his blessing on us. This is very serious for me, okay? Please look up here. I'm going to take my time. I'm not just speaking for speaking's sake. I believe God led me. I was, I was into healing. That's what I was studying. And God just diverted me for some reason. And I've been locked in it. And the way I live my life, when God locks me in something, I, want to, I like to experiment. I got to experiment. I did my experiment last week. God confirmed it. And so, God's going to be doing, I need you to be ready. Change the way you think. And don't look to yourself. Look to Him. And God's going to do it for us. We're going to be receiving our offering today. But before we receive our offering, would you please, again, just bow your head. If you are here and you haven't made a commitment to Christ, personal commitment to Christ, so that He can change your life, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. Why don't you make that commitment today? All you need to do is raise your hand. God, that's me. I want to make a commitment to you. I need you in my life. Why don't you raise your hands right now? One, two, three. Please raise your hand. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. There's one more person that needs to do that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you give everything to him? You can't even keep it yourself. You can't control your own life. And you know that. You need him. I need him. So put your hand up and let God take full charge of your life. Amen? Those of you that lifted up your hands, would you join us as we say this prayer to accept Christ into our lives? Say with me, Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending Jesus into the world to die for my sins. Lord Jesus, I invite you to come into my life now in Jesus' name. Lord God, write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Help me to serve you with all of my heart. 
with all of my soul, my might, and my mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you made a decision, we have the connection card. That's the card. My wife showed that to you earlier. Let me know and let God know by telling us what you've done. The Bible says to make our confession before men. That's what you're doing. Tell me what your decision is today before God. And put this card in the offering bucket. I will send you something to assist you in your walk with God. But make sure you come to the house of God. We're going to be receiving our offering right now. It's always wonderful to give to God. And uh, before we get to this, that place, better know if you want an account in heaven. 